I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Anna Kizilova. She's a backend developer at Sumkumu Sapiens in Hamburg. I'm very excited to talk to her. Let's meet with her and learn more about her inspiring journey. Hello, Anna. Welcome to Tech Tech. Hi, Liam. Nice that you have me here tonight. I'm happy to have you and thank you for your time. Could you introduce yourself and tell us some fun facts about you to know you more? Of course. I'm Anna. I moved to Hamburg from Russia nine years ago. I work currently as a backend developer with Ruby on Rails. Mm -hmm. It's my fourth career. I was a scientist, a science journalist, an interpreter, and now I'm a software developer. <laughs> wow. So you changed your career path. It's going to be interesting, like uh, how this journey started. I mean, do you remember what inspired you to choose this path? Yeah, yeah, I do. Before we moved to Hamburg in 2014, I was working in science. Uh, I'm a microbiologist and I have a PhD in microbiology. And uh, we have colleagues in Hamburg, which um, I was uh, supposed to work with when I moved here. But life changes its path and it didn't happen because uh, like there are like many reasons. And uh, I couldn't find the job in my field for one year and a half or something. I tried to send my CV to different companies, but uh, I was mainly overqualified. So it was not easy. And I uh, slowly started to think that I'm losing my market value as a scientist because I don't produce experiments and I don't have new publications. And I need to, to try something else. And uh, I was thinking about different things. First, I wanted to open a cafe with bakery. Mm -hmm. But then I talked with a friend who said, like, it's a lot of work and actually no money. And I was like, mm, maybe I just bake for friends without starting the business. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, like, I was always interested in programming somehow. I tried to use Python to calculate the results of some of my experiments in my uh, previous job. And um, I also was inspired by my husband, who is a self-taught programmer. Mm -hmm. And I thought that maybe it, it, is something, it can be something for me. And uh, I decided to enroll into a free course just to check if it clicks. Mm -hmm. Th that's why the free course, not to waste uh, money if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and my first course was, uh, I think it was an MIT course, Introduction to Computer Science Using Python mm -hmm. on edX platform. And uh, it was not an easy course. It took a lot of time. So I was uh, uh, doing my homework in the train or after the kid got to sleep. So like any three minutes. But uh, it turned out that I liked it. And I like solving, solving problems and tasks and building something. So it was really a great pleasure to, to do for me. And after that, I felt like I was so excited and inspired after I finished it. And I started looking for a job, like 
it was a three month course mm-hmm. and I started immediately. And of course I got like rejected some several times because uh, I failed the, uh, the first step um, of the task because mm-hmm. I was so scared to, to do something in real life. I, that I, was, that. I, I couldn't, I was frozen. My, my brain was frozen. Yeah, but then slowly it started with, with uh, more and more attempts. I never like gave up on that. I was just like, maybe I can do it in some other company. And um, it happened somehow. I got hired. And before I got hired, I also did the free course on Ruby on Rails. And that was enough to get the first Ruby on Rails job. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And when you uh, started applying, through uh, which platform? Was it like uh, through LinkedIn you connected with people or you sent your CV directly uh, through their website, company website? I used all possibilities. The LinkedIn didn't work. I got a couple of invitations for the interviews on Xing, but mainly I was sending my CVs to all possible job openings I Mm -hmm. found on the internet. And how did you promote yourself in the job? Because normally you put uh, your um, education path and then later did you mention about your uh, which projects and which courses you, you had uh, attended? Yeah, um, I wrote a very nice CV in English and German and asked mm-hmm. my German friends to check it and to help me to express myself in German beautifully. And of course, I put also my courses there, which I did. But actually, no one ever paid attention to that. So uh, people uh, on the tech interviews, they just, they try to understand how you think. Mm-hmm. They are really not interested in your education. So if they see, it's like for junior, if they see uh, that you understand the basics, if you can uh, solve simple problems like very fast, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's fine. Because uh, at the start, they totally understand and accept the fact that you will have to learn a lot. And if they see that you are eager to learn and uh, you can learn, it's okay for them. Yeah, this is how it should be, actually, because I, I think it depends to the country, maybe, because, for example, in Tunisia, they first look for what you did. You have to have like many experiences, like even it's a junior position, they ask for two years of experience or something like that. And also they compare which like university you have studied on, etc. And it made it more difficult. But then at the end, there are people who are very dedicated and enthusiastic to learning and they can improve uh, their skills. And they are already... Uh, doing a lot of exercises and practicing and they deserve these opportunities yeah absolutely and i will say that if you start the application process with an hr they are likely to reject you just because they don't see the education but if you apply to a small company which usually cannot afford an hr and the ceo is doing the hiring process then they are like okay with that that's true I think also they they know that if uh, they hire someone who is willing to learn and they like the business of the company, they would be uh, more successful than hiring someone who's like, like sometimes you find people who have um, 
like when you see their CV, everything is fine, but then they don't have this team player skill and uh, they are not very interested into the domain or something like that. So it's better to judge from the interview when you see the person, if they are willing to make an effort to learn and uh, uh, participate in the success of the company. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and it's very inspiring. That step when you thought to start learning about programming. And uh, yeah, fortunately that you have people around you that gave you an idea that it is something that you might like. But when you started learning about it, you yourself uh, felt that this is a good uh, choice, right? When uh, you started that course. Yes, yes, exactly. I started and I felt that I enjoy it. And uh, how long uh, did it take? Because most of people who want to start learning about programming, they always ask how long it will take to do that first step. Maybe as an example from your experience. You mean how long did it take uh, from the point I finished the course and I was hired? Uh, from the point you started the course until mm -hmm. you were able to look for a, the, your first job? Uh, I think uh, it was uh, half a year. Mm -hmm. So I started the course. It was like three months uh, of the course. Then I uh, continued to learn myself with uh, available instruments like code words, sleep codes. I just uh, trained myself with different exercises. And uh, then I felt like I can try. So it's uh, six months, I think. Yeah. And uh, this uh, also requires persistency. Like every day you have to do it or you have to have a schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you don't rely on like a deadline or something, it's easy to procrastinate. Like, is there people around you who motivate you or you have something uh, that by yourself, you motivate yourself, you say, no, every day I have to do this uh, one hour or two hours or how did you do this? I think that I motivated myself because I was very motivated to start working mm -hmm. because um, I cannot imagine being at home all the time. So I motivated myself to get hired, to apply, and I understood that I need to train for that. And it was fun. It was also a part of the process that it was fun to, uh, to learn and to uh, exercise, to do exercises. So that made it a bit easier, I think. Yeah, that's really uh, cool and inspiring. I am happy to talk to you about this. It's, uh, I'm sure that it's going to inspire many people to start to, to, to make the first step. Yeah, uh, trying with a free course, it doesn't cost you anything uh, except a little bit of your time. So it, it's worth trying. Yeah, it is really. And uh, in your first job, how was the experience and uh, which kind of challenges you have faced and uh, your learning experience that you would like to share? My first job was uh, um, helping a non-profit organization to digitalize everything in their domain. And they were working in their school exchanges. They sent people, not just people, the school, the students, uh, from Germany abroad, and they uh, helped people in Germany to accept students from abroad. So it's like student exchange. So they needed like many things to be digitalized. They wanted to have something like back office, 
also the digital space for the company workers to manage all the processes and also the space for the students to have their own accounts and to manage their stay somehow. So these were the challenges. Mm -hmm. It was uh, fun and um, I really spent a lot of time trying all the tutorials I, I learned on their real products. Did you work with a huge team? Oh, we had a team. It was not huge. I think we were five people, mm -hmm. like maybe six with team leads. And um, yeah, it was very big pleasure to work with the guys. They were very, they had a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. They were very eager to help and answer questions. So it was really a friendly learning environment for me. Yeah, that's very nice. And uh, especially finding guidance, it makes things easier and faster, to go faster. Yes. Were there some difficulties? Mm, I, I don't think there were like many difficulties or any difficulties because we didn't ha really have any deadlines because it's a non-profit organization and they do not didn't push us very, very much. Mm -hmm. So we had enough time. We didn't abuse that, so we did... Uh, we worked very steadily. We introduced the uh, agile processes to work, but it was not very, it was not under pressure. So it was very comfortable. It's good also to have the time to make sure that you provide a, a good quality code better than like Russian or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how long uh, had you worked there? Uh, I had one year contract, mm -hmm. so uh, I worked there for one year. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't have the budget for me for the next year, so I had to leave the, the team. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask about, like, that job was uh, in Python, right? No, I never worked in Python. It was uh -huh. in Ruby. Ah, uh, okay. This is very sad, but when I finished the Python course uh, in Hamburg, there were not many Python jobs. It was five years ago. Yeah, and I really had hard time to find some opening jobs. So uh, that, that was the reason why I decided to try Ruby, which is also not far from Python in, in the concept. And then it was much easier to find the junior position. Cool. Did you look for uh, your next job right away after uh, that experience? I registered myself in the Arbeitsamt. And uh, uh, I had some time to look for the job while being paid by the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, did, I, I didn't have any pressure to look for jobs. Uh, but I, I think I found it within a month, the next one. Oh, that's cool. After you have some experience in German company, it's much easier to find any, any other opportunity. I think the very first job uh, is uh, most challenging to find. But then once you have uh, an experience, yeah, as you say, it, it gets more easy. Yes, yes, exactly. The first job is like the, the Everest <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the programming journey. But it's totally possible. It's totally possible to do yeah, don't give up on uh, in front of rejection. I think in the beginning, like when someone is looking for a job, they, there will be a lot of rejection. And sometimes like it's not easy to continue looking, but uh, I think uh, the key is to continue to not uh, give up because of that. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree. I also got like a lot of rejections. Mainly people just never answered my email. It, it's the most uh, common rejection. They just never write back. But you just keep trying. 
because it's not you. It's just uh, maybe the person was tired or he just looked for the key, some key words in your resume and your CV and didn't find it. So it's, it's uh, nothing to do with your abilities. You just keep searching. Yeah, that's true. And at the end, you want to work with like people who um, a good fit also for you, not only uh, you are a good fit for their company. So... Absolutely, absolutely. So this was my second job. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I quit after one week. Wow. Because I understood that the company was not a good fit for me. Yeah, this is uh, actually, I'm interested to know more about it because from my perspective, like looking for a job, uh, I used to think, yeah, I I hope they will accept me. Only later I understood that also me, I should uh, accept this environment. Uh, it is safe for me to, to be there or not. Absolutely, it is very important. And uh, uh, the second job was uh, a very hard environment for me and it's good that it was that hard because it gave me very fast the understanding that you also test the company the team the environment and uh, you need to understand if you're comfortable yeah uh the probation period is for both for the employer and for the employee yeah yeah uh the second company uh, i accepted the offer from It turned out later that it was uh, in the um, very turbulent crisis time because the investors were not very peaceful towards each other. So it was not clear on the upper level what is going on. So on the level of like tech level, it was totally a chaos. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good to understand that it also can happen. Uh, in technical level, like it seems that things aren't clear or also in uh, like the way how people treat each other. Yeah. Uh, when I started working, it appeared that there was no team at all. Mm-hmm. There was only a freelancer from Bolivia working and no one was actually knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. So there were no tasks, no nothing. No and team, no, no tasks. No, no vision. No one, no one knew what to do. So it was a, a crisis time, uh, but for this starting person, it was not like a friendly environment and um, a learning environment because no one could answer any questions. <laughs> so you knew that you will not grow there, and it's good that you take the decision. You know that it is the right one. Yes. So it became clear, like in one week. So that it won't work. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, how did you progress in uh, your career? I changed to another team where uh, I had a mentor, a senior person. And uh, it was a good relationship, I would say, like working relationship. Uh, so uh, I had someone I could uh, ask the question. And I also, uh, there were also like other junior colleagues. So I was not alone. And uh, Yeah, we also had a product, but we were like also the product owners. So we had uh, the opportunity to be flexible. About the product owner, I didn't understand it. Uh, like uh, you you have your product owner or you are? We had our product ah. and and we were working with that. And other people who are using the product. I understand. No. Nice. And uh, you were working in uh, agile methodology. Yeah, we we did. Uh, we, we tried to do it. It was also a small team, 
but for the uh, agile processes, it's good mm-hmm. because then we have enough time to do all necessary meetings. Nice. Is this uh, the current company that you are working on, or it was? Uh, uh, no, I changed the job because I wanted to switch to part time, and it was mm-hmm. not possible uh, uh, on the previous work. And so I started searching for another job, and I. I found it, and now I currently work there for three years already. At nice. some point, uh, I understood that uh, I'm having a full-time job. I also got the fellowship from Google to learn the front-end developer. So it was like nine-month program with uh, all possible uh, frameworks and JavaScript. And uh, uh, at some point, I understood that I just... I'm so tired that I cannot do it like full time because oh, I also have a kid, a family, and I need to a little more time for other things. Mm-hmm. That's why I started uh, searching for a company where I can work a part time. Currently, you are working part time. Yes, mm-hmm. four days a week. I understand, and it's good to balance. Yeah, yeah. I started with three days a week, but then I understood that it's not good for the career. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when you have three days working and four days off, you don't remember what you did last week. And I added one day, and now it feels like it's balanced perfectly. Ah, interesting to hear this perspective because, uh, like, I didn't try it, but I always wish if the weekend was three days. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. Four days is better to keep in sync with the team and uh, everything. Yes, it's, it's better for planning the sprints, the tasks. So currently, it's like that for four days a week. And do you manage to attend uh, the the meetings, the important meetings for like every sprint or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the most job that is worth to be uh, highly paid is uh, mm-hmm. to be a mother <laughs> because it's a lot of things. And uh, I think it's okay. it's good that you found a balance uh, between uh, that. And uh, do you also, uh, are you able to work from home or uh, do you have this chance to do both? Yeah, uh, we have remote first. So actually, I can work from home all four days, but uh, I go to the office one or twice a week just to change the environment and to see the colleagues, to meet the colleagues. Nice. And uh, what is like your current challenges? Like, is it more technical or or other challenges that you are uh, encountering? Uh, I have been working on one project for three years. And uh, since March, I switched to another project and it actually not even exist. We build everything from zero. So it's a very uh, interesting and challenging thing. So we have the very old application written in Perl and we want to uh, to rewrite everything to make it new and wonderful and shining with the service architecture. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very challenging. There are like many things I have never worked with. Like they have everything packed in containers and in the previous project, we didn't have that. So it's also interesting. And uh, yeah, I also need to learn about that because I have never worked with it. There are a lot of challenges, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's good that you are curious to learn more. And like there, there are many things uh, that you are looking forward to, which makes every day more interesting <laughs> to learn. 
Yeah. And uh, is there anything like uh, from your learning experience that you have learned when you were uh, working um, in different companies and you feel it is valuable to share with others? I would say that never hesitate to ask. Ask every time you don't understand or you want to learn something, just ask. Because it's not possible to know everything. Seniors also don't know everything. So it's very good to work in the team because there are many people with very different expertise and together they form this knowledge pool where you can pick up the, the small knowledges with your questions. So always ask. Yes. Yeah, because in the beginning I was very shy. I was like, no, it's probably a very stupid question and maybe I better Google it. But very often Google doesn't help. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes when you ask, your question can make them see see things in a different perspective because sometimes people, they get used that they know certain information and they didn't ask about a smaller detail or something that they didn't see. And when you ask about it, they also learn. Sometimes when they try to answer it, they try to uh, give it some thoughts on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it works like that. So both parties benefit. Yeah. And uh, do you have something in mind like about uh, the future? Do you have like a goal that you would like to achieve or your wishes related to this path? Currently, I would like to know more about the uh, modern technologies which are used uh, in delivering uh, um, green products uh, to the customers. So uh, also a little bit in, in the DevOps direction. So uh, Kubernetes and all the stuff. So it's like continuing learning. Yeah. <laughs> and I will also, I would love to uh, train the vision of the product. So currently we have a product, but it, it's huge. And we also, we, we all know like small parts of it, but I would like to, uh, to move maybe more into the architectural thing to see the whole picture mm. and then maybe understand how you can uh, tighten the screws in different parts of it to make it better. And why was it built like that? What, what were the ideas behind that? So it's also very interesting to me. Yeah, I think the second one, uh, I can relate because uh, when you you are a developer, you dive deep into the code, the technical things, and sometimes we miss the big picture and um, it's valuable to have the knowledge about it and to participate yeah. on the architecture also. Interesting and challenging. Yeah, and it's always good to have something that, okay, what's next? Like... There is a continuous growing and uh, uh, I think this career path, uh, working in tech in general, it is really something that you wouldn't uh, be bored of. Like you always have something to learn. Every day there is something new to learn. Absolutely. And it's interesting and exciting. And the major part of developers is friendly and they are eager to help. And there are also a lot of fun people there. It's a pleasure to work with them or just to meet up for a drink and discuss some problems. 
Yeah, it's valuable to be uh, with friendly team. I think it is it is the most important part. Even like the technology is very interesting, but it's more important. Like I think the team that you are working with, because the technology is always being interesting. The, what matter now, like, is to to be with the right, in the right environment. Absolutely, I agree. It, it's also important, and I think in the beginning you don't see how important it is. Because you just want to start, yeah. But then you are slowly come to understanding that the people who you work with every day for many hours are also important. Yeah, and uh, I think also I don't know if you notice this. I think in uh, programming in general, most of the people would say when they give a feedback or they talk to each other, they would mention what. What doesn't work, and if the, in the code review, what things needs to change, etc. But when things work, they don't say anything, and I think it is nice to have an additional effort to show appreciation also for the things that works, like because most of the time people talk about what is not working. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very nice just to have a thumbs up on on, exactly. on the line of your code. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so good. It's so nice that it uh, gives you more energy to work further to uh, develop. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there is another thing about uh, technology and the product. I think it is very important uh, skill to have empathy. For example, if you are working in a product that is uh, provided for people. It's very important to understand the clients, the customers of your product, this perspective, and also the perspective of the team, the whole, like the developers, like try to, to understand different perspectives. And it's not an easy skill to have. Absolutely. Yeah. Because your clients, uh, your clients are people who will work with your product. It's absolutely necessary to communicate with them and to find out how would your product helps them to work, to yeah. e to make their work easier, to make them love your product. Yeah. It's totally important. Yeah. Cool. And now I think we are going to wrap up uh, with uh, an advice that you wish you have known when you were younger. What would it be? I would tell myself, start earlier. Don't wait 20 years for another career. Just... <laughs> After school, into programming, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, just try it as early as you can, and then if you like it, uh, just dive into that. Good advice. And, uh, yeah, and I want to wish uh, good luck and strength to all people who would like to try. I'm sure your uh, journey will inspire many people to start. I got very inspired talking to you, oh, thank and you. thanks a lot for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then, stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.